Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. Uh, and we are back. Yes, we are. Yes. Um, for our first listener request episode, I believe. Yeah, it must be. Is it our first listener request episode? Definitely, yes. Um, so we are covering tonight Hell House LLC, uh, which uh, a friend of the show, uh, Joseph Watson, suggested to us. Yep, on on Instagram he is, it's Watson Joseph. So I'm, I'm assuming that it's Joseph Watson. Yes. Or it's a or that he might just like balance things on himself. So it's Watson Joseph. Ah, you know, sort of like oh, can of Pringles. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, I hope you're listening to this, Joseph, and I hope that's going to be what all your posts are going to be moving forward. Yeah, it's like those ones you know, where it's just like a dog with a hamburger on its head. <laughs> I have to post. Oh, he's, he's such a good boy. good doggo etc yeah this is the message we got Uh, okay so this is just a watch it it's pretty a suggestion me and the missus stumbled across a movie called Hell House LLC on Shudder seems like a pretty low budget movie and it is it's a handheld camera type movie honestly the one movie that made me turn the lights on before going to the toilet a real gem highly recommended as far as found footage goes it is up there in my opinion Mm. I could not agree more. Yeah, it was. This was the best found footage movie I think I've seen since Blair Witch, and I love the shit out of Blair Witch. So that's so I was thinking I've only seen one other one, which uh, was Blair Witch, and I did think were, that was good. You were lucky. There yeah. was a whole load of anyway. But yes, before we jump into that, sorry, let's do a roundup. Yay! Um, excellent job while I was away. The two episodes that you recorded were fantastic. Um, oh yes, Reanimator and uh, yes. Uh, uh, don't hug me, I'm scarred. Yes, um, I really enjoyed listening to those. So uh, yeah, it was nice to sit back as a fan. Uh, yeah, and not be working as it were. It was really good. And you see, so you've rewatched Reanimator. You feel you may rewatch Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared as well. Yes, Ooh, that, that would be pushing it. I'm genuinely considered. You know, as I mentioned before. The day that we watched it, because I know you guys were saying, oh, what was it about it that scared Lee? Or did... It wasn't that it scared me, I just found it unpleasant. Nauseating. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I was like, yeah, but as you know, as we did point out, it had been a whole movie day, so we were yeah. probably like six hours in, which mm. means five hours in of drinking, we'd mm. just eaten a massive pizza, and I just think I was in that, Kind half drunk, half hungover, full of food and wanting to sleep. So I think it was possibly the worst time to have watched it. Yeah. So I might give it another go. I might not. Give it if you if you do give it another go. Like I say, the only thing that you will walk away from it is like the songs are just stuck. I, I do keep saying green is not a creative colour. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my children just look at me like we love green. What's the problem? <laughs> well, I'm I'm still I'm I'm still. Uh, the computer song is the one that yeah. just gets me. Um, but I also do the incredibly screamy, don't touch me. <laughs> uh, probably goes down well. It does. Well, <laughs> I, it's, I think she needs to know. <laughs> um, so in the meantime, as it's been best part of a month since we all met up, um, Chris, I know you said you have been very busy and have watched literally nothing. I did see a call. Half an episode of I Zombie, and I think I think it was the penultimate episode, and I was quite shocked because I'd seen the first episode, mm. and it seemed to have escalated quite a lot. So I thought, well, actually, this looks like I, c- I could possibly get into this. Okay, I know Lady Jennifer's a massive she fan and has yeah. seen all of it, mm. and you were a massive non-fan. I came in twice during episodes and sat down for like fifteen minutes and was like, "Was this written by a fifteen-year-old girl?" Because it's terrible. Uh, well, <laughs> I think that's possibly applicable. It could well have been a fifteen-year-old girl, but it seemed quite entertaining. Um, I kind of like the fact that when they eat the brains, they take on the persona or the memories, or you know, mm. uh, you know. I don't know if that's normal for zombies, is it? No, no I, li- I like that as a as a nice little spin, nice mm. little creative yeah. bit. Yeah, it's not green though. No, no. it's not creative colour. <laughs> um, Adam, what have you been watching in the last month? Well, um, obviously, I have to keep guard of Chris's cell. Yes. yes. Um, you know, and he's not allowed to watch the telly, so I wasn't either. <laughs> um, I am allowed to do everything I want, honest. <laughs> well done. 
Yeah, <laughs> he knows. And uh, for those of you that are inquiring, we will be posting pictures of Chris with today's paper, <laughs> whichever day that may be. <laughs> um, but now I've watched. Uh, what did, uh, uh, I think I was watching it last time we recorded, but I really just want to recommend Year of the Rabbit, which is Matt Berry's. Yeah, Victorian Sweeney, as he described it, but it's basically Ripper Street, Ripper Street with absurd swearing and jokes. I watched the first two episodes and forgot all about it because I went yeah. away, but it is fantastic. Yeah, and the Elephant Man is the star of the show. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Um, where he's just a, a a failed music hall, a camp failed music hall actor and police informant. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, later episodes you get some cool people, and um, Matt Holness turns up at one point. Awesome! Um, I'll definitely watch he, it just for that. He posted, "If you want to see me and Matt Berry punching each other again after all these years, I'm in tonight's Year of the Rabbit." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's well worth checking. So out. Is, is Matt Berry on top form, or has he never left top form? I think he's just being given more opportunities to prove his top formness. Mm. You know. That said, I went back and I listened to. I listened to an well, I didn't go back, but I listened to a very old podcast, and it was Matt Berry and Rich Fulcher talking about Snuffbox, mm. like not long after that had come out. Yeah, and I was like, I still, I still love Snuff Snuffbox. I think that's possibly, possibly still my favourite Matt Berry thing. Although, obviously, yeah, there's a lot of competition. Yes, you I've know. not gone back and rewatched that since it initially aired, which was years ago now. Yeah, yeah, because it was not long after. Because basically, in quick succession, you got Garth Marenghi, then the Mighty Boosh, and then Snuffbox. Yeah, roughly that sort of first year. Yeah, and yeah, all worth um, all worth checking out. But yeah, um, but actually, on a, uh, a proper horror thing, uh, I finally watched Hereditary. Oh, mm. yeah. What did you make of it? I'm assuming Chris obviously hasn't seen it, so I haven't. not too many spoilers. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I mm. thought it was. Um, I know that there was. I think there was a lot of talk at the time where it was like, it started off with a few preview audiences with, oh, it's absolutely the most terrifying thing ever, blah blah blah. I.e., good press for a horror film. That's it. <laughs> um, but I know that there were a lot of complaints with people going, oh, it's not scary because it's not like people's fucking. It's not like jump scares every two minutes and there, <laughs> and there isn't a bit where it's like really quiet and really loud and there wasn't even a creepy doll in it was the fuck man so I'm afraid yeah to those people you can fuck off um, I liked it as a slow build I thought it reminded me of stuff like you know like The Innocents Rosemary's Baby yep. uh, particularly Rosemary's Baby obviously but yep. yeah um, I think in general I'm probably one of the few people who like had a proper genuine <laughs> at the first decapitation. Let's leave it at that. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm probably one of the few people who sort of that was my initial reaction. I think mine was ah. Yeah, but there's there's <laughs> enough. Yeah, there's there's enough going on in it, and I just and not only that, but also Tony Collette and yeah, she's a pretty good stamp. If you're going to see a horror movie and she's in it, yeah. They're usually pretty fucking good. Yes. Um, but no, I really, I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it, and um, we should, we should cover it on here at some point or oh, something. Because yeah, I just, yeah, I was very impressed. I can see. I know there were a few people who complained, sort of like, oh well, it, we're, you know, it's got this on it, it's got that on it, and it's like, you know, it's this from The Exorcist, it's this from that, mm. and it's yeah, but they do it enough in within the logic of their own film yeah that it's not that horrible but look 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 this is the bit that's exactly like that bit in the shining yeah. <laughs> and it's like no what we've done is we've taken that bit that's kind of a bit like that bit in the shining mm. and but we'll do it ourselves we won't necessarily have a toddler on a fucking trike yeah we, in a hotel with two twin girls we won't maybe we'll find another way around that <laughs> rather than just signpost it to shit um but no, I thought that was really. I just, yeah, I was very impressed with it, and I'm glad. I'm glad that I finally watched it because I now really want to see Midsummer. Um, yes. And uh, also, yeah, the, I really liked the soundtrack, especially towards the end where it took on a slightly, a slightly religious tone. But yes. Yes. I don't know if you've met religious tone, but he's <laughs> yeah. He'll 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 read the passages to you all night. 
so, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've seen. Excellent. I am afraid I'm going to bore you with a massive list of everything I've seen because I've been. Well, as long as you don't bore us with a massive <laughs> implement. <laughs> Kept that on the right Ooh, side of blue, did, didn't you? He did. Yeah. Um, so, since we last met, I have watched in order of what I watched. Uh, so, I watched Nightmare Cinema, which is the Ooh, new yes. anthology ish mm. one. Uh, notes next to it, I've got me. Um, <laughs> Very much as well. Uh, the first story in it is brilliant. So, if it turns up on Netflix or somewhere, mm-hmm. it's worth. Oh, because I. Trying to remember, I think it might be Amazon or someone had produced. Oh, oh no, was it actually Shudder exclusive? Could well be. I'm not sure. Um, I can't remember where I watched it now. But yeah, so the, it's worth watching the first twenty minutes because the first little story right. is amazing. Yeah, and all the others were fine, but not very. Is it one of those ones where it's a different, uh, direct, like a whole different crew on each story? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I think that's a weird. Th- it's weird when you look back at about anthology movies used to be you know it was one director one screenwriter and they would produce you know they would just produce the film yeah almost like a sketch show or something like that yeah whereas now it's more it's more commonplace that it'll be it's an anthology movie but that means you've got five different directors doing five entirely different you know, so I think a lot of the time you can lose a bit of a. You can lose the thematic sense of it, like, and it doesn't necessarily cohere altogether. But it also does mean that you run the risk of that story was great, and then the next story that was total shit. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just, I'm just looking now. So actually, directors, yeah. So Joe Dante did one of the stories. Oh, nice. Um, but I'm not sure entirely which one that is. Joe so. Dante in his pantate. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was. It was all right. It's worth. It's worth watching, but I wouldn't necessarily go out of your way to watch it any time cool. soon. Okay. Uh, I then followed that up with Swamp Thing and Return of Swamp Thing. Was this uh, a nod to uh, Return, not for not everyone. for everyone because they covered it and I was like, I, I remember Return coming out and being on Sky Movies and me recording it and watching it a couple of times, um, but I don't think I ever uh, saw the original one. So I thought, well, I should probably watch them all, watch them both back to back. Um, yeah, so that's what I did. Uh, yeah, good films. Uh, yeah, proper proper eighties fare, really. Exactly Entertained. Like yeah. Entertained. Yeah, like ridiculous, over the top story and everything that goes along with it. But yeah, but entertaining. So. Because well, the first one's Res. Uh, Res. The first one's Wes Craven, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. So that kind of. But then it's not. Let's face it. It's not. Wes Craven is not above making a big dumb fucking movie. Yes. So <laughs> and it pretty much is. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was enjoyable. What what has he done that would be comparable to Nightmare on Elm Street? Um, I'm assuming that is his best. Yeah. Work. Uh, well, I mean, the, obviously, the, there's the earlier stuff that gets uh, caught lumped in with that, which is actually more extreme, really. Yeah. Like mm. you've got Last House on the left and. Um, it was advises him as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, which are far more not not more brutal than Elm Street, but more sort of realistic, I suppose. Mm. Then you got Scream. Scream was fantastic. Again, you know. So he, he sort of he has like he knocks it out of the park every few films, mm. but then he also does, does like he'll do like what was it? Wishmaster is it? Is that him? It is him. Shocker. Unfortunately. You know, that's shocker a, was a shocker. Shocker, shocker's. <laughs> I don't know. Shocker's okay, but I mean, it's not. It's it's not going. I f- I don't feel it's going to go down as a classic. So basically, Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream had sequels. Um, yeah. And the uh, and the Hills Have Eyes had a sequel, mm. but yeah, the shocker, shocker didn't. <laughs> the people under the stairs didn't. People under the stairs is great though. I genuinely will defend that movie because it's su- that is like a companion piece to the Burbs for me. It's like that. That's what's happening in the street, the next street along. Yes, it should be the people under the stairs. I do feel like that point. I should say because I haven't seen the Burbs. I'm mm-hmm. not surprised there. And you've mentioned it so much. Yeah, we'll do you, the you, Burbs. You sound surprised. That, that, me. 
that, that I, can definitely come, the, come under this. The, the entire say, premise of this podcast oh, yeah, yeah, is that, that I have not seen by that. Yeah. many films, say, let alone many horror I films. I say, but you bought me the burbs, but you bought me the well, burbs because you said to Jennifer, what does Lee want for yep, Christmas? Jennifer absolutely. said, Chris wants to know what you want for Christmas. And I said, Arrow have released the burbs with a shit ton of extras. So, uh, well, we should make use of that then, shouldn't we? <coughs> we should. Yeah. Um, so I know we've got another listener request, so should we do the next listener request and then possibly do the burbs yeah. after? What was, the other, what was the other listener request? Uh, so we have been asked, to, uh, it wasn't a listener request, it, it was actually, um, they sent a load of anthology movies, mm. ah, yes. and one of them was Dead of Night, mm. which I definitely need to rewatch. Can um, Who was it who sent us that message? Um, do you remember? The, off the top of my it head. It came through know. to our email, Yes, and it I posted Adam, it. It wasn't Adam Law. I don't believe so. No. no. Okay. But well, yeah. we're going to check now live on air. So whoever it is, thank you so much. Yeah, we yeah. sat down and had a chat about those. And and, and well, basically, thank you anyone. Uh, thank you anyone for listening. Yes. But also, <laughs> thank you anyone for uh, you know we are open to suggestions and we li- we like to prove that we've we're what we've watched Hell House LLC. We'll be watching Dead of Night. So we'd we'd listen. We listen yes. to our listeners. Uh, pretty much out of need. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pure desper- desperation. But no, we, we, you know, we, we feel we feel a kinship. If you found us, then turns out there's no search in WhatsApp. Wow, no search in oh, WhatsApp. Maybe that's not not the, uh... Uh, Okay, I will keep talking then while Chris does that. So, what um, else have you watched then? Bob? So, I then followed that up with Poltergeist Two. I decided to rewatch. Ooh. Uh, yeah, held up just as well as I thought it would. Still a fantastic film. Still loved it. Yeah. Uh, then Stranger Things season three. Ah, yes. I've now completed my favourite season today. Uh, it see, is amazing. I did start watching that, and the kids kept coming in. And I kept having to pause it, so yeah. I got through the first twenty minutes, <laughs> and it looked great. But yeah, so I definitely got to go back to that. Am it, I a bad parent admitting that me and Ted watched Hereditary this morning? <laughs> so you can still get away with it. I can still get away with it, and. Worryingly, when they can talk and yeah. question. <laughs> Worryingly enough, you know, I said, don't hug me, I'm scared that Ted mm. seems to find the distress of the yellow guy funny. He did seem to find the son being stressed out in Hereditary very funny. And it's like, no, this is proper grief, Ted. This isn't a <laughs> puppet just... going, oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, he found that funny. Strange boy. Levitates almost three feet above the air. <laughs> um... Sorry, so I interrupted, but you say you're on Stranger Things 3 then. Yes, uh, which I totally loved. Um, I'd say, yeah, I think it's definitely my favourite season so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I've heard a lot of people coming back on that, because I know that season 2 got a bit of a kickback. I didn't hate season 2, I thought it was good, but it wasn't as good as season 1. Ah, yes, so Chris is now pointing to it uh, on his message. So it was Philip (laughs) who... um, Thank you, Philip. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Philip. Um, yeah, all those. I'm sure we covered this. What on the last did we episode. choose though out of those? We Dead did. Of night. We uh, chose Dead of Night because, did. yeah, that because that's kind of that's the. F- I suppose it's the first one really hmm. um, of all of them because obviously you've got like the Amicus ones that sort of we've because we've what was it we we did cover uh, one Amicus didn't we we did a uh, Doctor Terror's yes we did House of Horror yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Dead of Night is kind of uh, the the sort of grand, the granddaddy of them all. Uh, yeah, um, and still remarkably effective, even though it is forties, late forties, nineteen forty five, nineteen forty five. Yeah, and it's, it's it's an incredible film. I've watched it two or three times, mm. so I'm definitely due for a rewatch because I've not seen it in a decade. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this would be a perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah. So, uh, so thank you very much, Philip. Yeah. And Next also, episode, we will be doing Dead of Night just for you. And also for well, for ourselves, really. Well, well, <laughs> I know, well I like but no, no, let, <laughs> let it not be said that we don't listen to our public. <laughs> um, and then following that, we'll be doing the Burbs. Yes. Which again, can't wait to see. I haven't Fantastic seen that in. Movie. That probably is a good 20-odd years since <gasps> I last saw The Burbs. I can't go a year without seeing it. Every 12 months, it has to come out at least once. It's a great film to put on in bed and fall asleep to. Like, it's quite mellow, and it's mm. quite... Yeah. No, no. so I think I remember the cover in the video shop. Do they have large head 
Is that am I getting that totally wrong? Yeah, I think you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me no, bring yeah. the cover it's here. It's burbs as in suburbs. It's not like they're not a race of uh-huh. creatures or anything. That is the cover to the burbs. It no, is a picture of Tom Hanks right, in okay. his pajamas. That is not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a wonderful cast. I think is the thing for me that really. Is it, right, so, so I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't have imagined horror. Um, I suppose Tom Hanks. I don't know. No, I think is it this is his like... only foray into yeah. horror. I mean, it's, it's definitely more comedy than horror. Mm, okay. Mm. Um, but, but it's it got, ha- it's got the, the trappings of yeah, horror okay. and the, the elements definitely there. But yeah, I mean, I it looks sinister. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, yeah, I think is it, I think it is, unless you count. You know, unless you're as pissed off with Forrest Gump as I am, you know. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with Forrest Gump? Oh, it's just annoying. It is a terrible movie. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's aged particularly badly as well, <laughs> but I've not watched it. Um, Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah, read the fucking instructions. They come with it. Yeah, get the book out, you lazy prick. Yeah. Um, right, so I also watched the Pet Cemetery remake. Oh, any good? Uh, yeah, it was fine. Um, they better or worse than? Oh no, no it's not as good as the original. Mm. But then again, the original hasn't aged particularly well, I don't think. But also, um, also you, you didn't have Fred Gwynn. Mm. Yeah, see, but he did have John Lithgow, and he it's is probably, amazing. Probably the best replacement you could find mm. for Fred Gwynn in terms of sort of like, no, that's someone I genuinely love. So yes, that's fine. <laughs> um, so my notes I've got next to it is Lithgow amazing. Where the fuck is Gage? Um, Oh, isn't it a daughter? They've changed it to a girl, haven't they? Uh, I, I'm not going to give anything away, but for the first, for the beginning half an hour of the film, you see the family moving in. They've yeah. got this little boy, and then the entire, whenever you see them all having dinner or doing anything, it's just the three of them. And it's like, where's the little boy gone? Like he can't yeah. have gone that far. But yeah, uh, yeah. So we don't quite know. We think they've just put him in like a cot. And then put a bit of wood on top of it with some bricks or something, and just feed him through the bars, maybe because we never see it. Or just let him rot, but and then he'll be that a green. Sounds gauge. like heaven. <laughs> I wish I could have that. <laughs> that does sound quite good, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Actually, that was something that I have to say did come up with hereditary that I'd forgotten. Um, that's the one moment in it where I was like, "What?" Is there's just a bit where the sun wakes up, and there's the dog outside his door, and it's like. I didn't hear a fucking dog. <laughs> I haven't seen a fucking dog. I'm sure I've been watching this. I'm sure I'd have noticed a dog. dog come from? Yeah, I actually thought for a second that it was like an apparition. I thought it was like, ah, so that's going to be a weird, creepy dog thing because at one point Tony Collette growls during a seance, and I was like, oh, so is it like? And no, apparently it's just the family dog that you see. I don't know. It was probably about an hour and twenty minutes in, and I was like, I'm. Oh, I'm fucked if I've seen this dog before. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to go back and look, but, but when, when, I, when I rewatch it, which I undoubtedly will, well, for welcome to horror, we should. Yes, but yeah, we will be we'll be on dog watch. Yes, because, I agree. Because well, also it's quite usually in supernatural films, the family has a dog because they will react first. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it, plot point. Yeah, and it's always like, sort of like, hey, where's Mr. Cheapers? <laughs> and he's like, he's gone outside. Oh, he's been stabbed in the stomach. Um, but, um, yeah, someone's twatted him with a tire iron. You know. A bit uh, like church in Pet Cemetery. Yeah. The cat is only so is there, so it dies. Yes, yeah, it's still church. Yeah, but that's, actually, that's technically all cats. Or dicks. No, they're only there because they die. <laughs> if they if they've died already, they wouldn't be there. That is true. In fact, that's anything really if you think about it that did, way. Did it look quite zombified? Because I understand they had to grease the shit out of it. To yes, give it, it, a... it looked amazing. Oh, cool! They did a really, really. It's not like the first one, yeah, where they just like film it from a funny angle so his eyes glow and then just throw him at people. Yeah, like the cat in this one is awesome. But at least equally not going down the Sabrina the Teenage Witch route. No. Of like an animatronic <laughs> talking cat. No. Oh, and it is a beautiful cat they've used as well. Like so a proper a real long-haired cat. forest cat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I then followed that up with House 2, mm. um, which I, I'm i sure I've seen, but I couldn't remember anything about. Yeah. Um, my notes next to it say, dumb as dog shit. 
um, <laughs> and John Ratzenberger is the man. Um, yes, he is. He totally makes that film. Is he the in pl- the second one? Yes. So oh, he, brilliant. He turns up as an electrician. I won't give it away. So he's he not. So he's not the same character he is in. Oh no! It's um, John. That's Norm from, from Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Yes, but I'm thinking of George Went, who is in the first one. Yes. Who is from Cheers? Yes. Right. Okay. Sorry, I was way off, but yeah. Now I'm, so, I'm so, with it again. Now. Yeah. So John Ratzenberger turns up, and just like that's when it like the film. It's not a horror film. Important point one. Was it, it meant is to not be? a horror film? The first one was. Mm. The second one, definitely not. The first one's my favourite Vietnam movie, <laughs> and I say that to piss people off. Um, the second one is brilliant. If you want a stupid comedy yeah. with zombies and John Ratzenberger being the coolest man on the planet, yeah. this is the film for you. I'm glad. I absolutely love the crap out of this film. I went shit mental. Um, on Arrow recently did a sale with HMV mm. buy one get one free so I've got Candyman and I've got Defcon 1 nice um, and I got Tideland and 12 Monkeys cool and <laughs> and, and, and the ring box set <clears throat> and the house box set <gasps> um, and yeah so and there was something else I bought as well I did I, uh, yeah I'm, I'm quite a candy man I got I can't remember yeah. what be, we're be my we're victim yeah. yeah be my victim you were <laughs> That's, that was that, that was uh, the a Muppet <laughs> some um, description I can't remember which yes I can't wait for you to watch House 2 because it was as I said, it was in no way horror the little slug dog thing really pissed me off but it was just such a mental stupid Made no sense whatsoever. I loved every minute of it. But does the little slug dog thing just turn up in the middle of it and you go, what the fuck was that? Hang on, what, do they just have a, a slug dog thing? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, so, um, so, they, so the ghost cowboy sends them back to prehistoric times to collect the crystal skull. And when they come back through the portal in the fireplace, they've accidentally picked up this thing that looks like a giant caterpillar but barks like a dog. Cool, and it becomes friends with the zombie cowboy. So, oh, I they, mean, so obviously they keep it. Yeah, I'm totally in. It's it's so good. I'm so pleased that I grabbed that. And like I say, we'll have to do. Uh, uh, well, that's what I'm telling myself. The reason I bought the ring was because obviously we said that we'd cover. We hadn't yes. done, done any J horror, so it was like, oh, so I'll get the Blu-ray on the of the ring for the podcast mm. <laughs> it a was, yeah it was it, it was a noble selfless act yes. no because that was the best thing is the box sets would buy one get one free no way so if you bought and actually the woman in HMV was very kind because she ran them through first time and it obviously takes the cheapest ones off yeah so she was like no I'll run that through again mm. so it's just the box sets so ah. the box sets were 45 quid but I got two for forty-five quid. Bloody hell! Because um, they've re-released, they re-released some of the stuff for the sale. So mm. how, the house box set had gone out of print. So had Candyman, I believe. Oh really? Um, yeah. So I got um, some. I will uh, ask you if I can borrow House Three because yeah. I've got House One, Two, and Four, <laughs> and I don't have Three, and I can't find it anywhere, and it's really driving me mad. Is that one of those bizarre things though, where it's like the howling? Like, for, and again, Arrow sorted that out. Hmm. But like, you couldn't get part two for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my sister is a werewolf. Yeah, I don't think it, I think they put them all out on DVD except for that one for some. I think. Reason. I think. Christopher I, I, Lee. I might have to invest though. Apparently, there is a. They've released a Howling box set, but it doesn't have one and two in it. And it's like great because I've got one and two. Yes. So <laughs> I can just get all the all ridiculous the ones. Stuff. I can get the freaks and um, the marsupials. Yes. I mean, I've not seen either of those. That is, I tell you what, there, there's a great sequence in a hospital in that. Which, uh, well, that was something that came up just out of the blue the other day. Chimera. Remember that? I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. yeah just, I was thinking that's a good. Horror. It was out around the same time as Chucky, which I've got up there in the complete box set. Anybody listening from abroad, or anybody who's less than forty years old, had no idea what the hell we're talking about. But yeah, I've got the complete Chucky up there somewhere Ooh. as well. I've not. I bought and haven't gotten around to it yet. Well spotted, Chris. 
I, I saw it as a kid and loved it. Uh, yeah. And I've never watched it again. Arthur Clark. Yes, and yeah. I saw the complete thing for like three quid on Amazon. I was like, yeah, I'm having that. Uh, and finally, very last thing, um, I got into Horrible Histories about a year ago. Oh, it's fantastic, and it? it was the first thing Claire ever showed me. Like, it's amazing. When we met, yeah. And it's become my new state, so it's my new. I've only got 20 minutes, I haven't got time to watch a film or anything any longer, so I'm just going to stick on enough to of that. Yeah. Um, they have made a TV show called Ghosts. Yes! It's brilliant. That is good. It's really good. That is really good. <laughs> I haven't finished the series, but I've watched, I think, the first three. On three episodes yeah. as well, yeah. And it, no, it is great. And and it's it's also just great because it is the Horrible Histories team as well. So you've seen the bit with... Because uh, I love the... the uh, there's a load of... Uh, basically, this couple move into a... Uh, they, like they, they inherit, inherit a stately it. home, mm. but it's filled with ghosts from different eras. But oh, there's yeah. even, but it goes back to the point where there's a caveman ghost, <laughs> there's a World War Two ghost, there's an Elizabethan ghost, yeah. and a scoutmaster who's got an arrow through his neck because he died showing kids uh, like, think, teaching archery. In, yeah. yeah. In, in the grounds in like the 80s or whatever it was now it? is it wrong that that is a thing that has made me finally put my foot down and say I've wanted to learn archery for 20 years and I'm going tomorrow night to the local club to sign up and have a meet and greet type thing no and, that's, I think and that's that was what finally easy. sold it was oh yeah that's really dangerous you have terrible accidents yeah uh, maybe I should just take it up. yeah well yeah but then is that to train yourself? You know, if you're around a bow and arrow, exactly. before you so stick you it through your own bloody neck. You don't accidentally shoot a teacher with it. Well, you know about the psychology of work with electricians, don't you? No. Most electricians are injured by non-electrical things. Oh, really? Because they're so ingrained at the teaching stage about safety with electrics, mm. most of them injure themselves like falling off a badly put up stepladder <laughs> or tripping over. Because like, they've specialised yeah, the new ones yeah. that help electricity they and the know, rest are all yeah, degraded. Yeah, <laughs> so they, they know, you know. Physics is They're not going to wire something wrong and kill themselves, yeah. but they are going to fall off the ladder. <laughs> no, that's funny. Though. Archery, that was another way that I did my necking. Oh, was it really? Yeah at someone's house he did archery he gave me his bow and arrow it looked pretty nice I'm like yeah I'll pull this back oh my god that is difficult (laughs) I've got to to get all the way to the end and oh yeah bang goes my neck I also went to the Stanley Kubrick exhibition oh yes which was fucking fantastic it's on till September so go Um, but the one thing that they had there obviously horror related is they had the maze from The Shining Mm. They had just tons of stuff. Clockwork Orange, uh, Full Metal Jacket, like like just uh, two thousand one. They had tons of stuff from mm. like the original models, the suits, um, the even the chairs from the lounge where they meet Leonard Rossiter <laughs> and everything. It was just really good. But they had one thing in there which I'd never seen before. Mm. Is they had a row of boxes containing. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. You know where they flick through the yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Because of foreign language audiences and because Stanley Kubrick was a bloody control freak, <laughs> he filmed different versions for different languages. That's a so, bloody hmm. good idea. So you've got the German of all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, French, Italian, Spanish, all lined up like that. But again, this is... Before printers and stuff like that were yeah. like commercially available. So someone had to so, sit there and type yeah. all of those. So they're a ream of paper because obviously in the film she just flicks through the thing. Yeah. She also had to film it. So she filmed it six times for in the different, different languages of like but obviously you're flicking through the paper randomly. So every sheet has got to be done. Yeah. And yeah, so some poor bastards had to sit there, do uh. like six versions of a ream of paper. Like on a typewriter, and it's like, oh my yeah. god, there is perfectionism and there is uh, having lots of money, but equally, there's oh, could you be fucked? <laughs> it's like it's like when you watch things, you know, it's like animation, you know, stop stop motion animation, mm. things like that. Although, my favorite is watching the repair shop with Claire, which is a twee little show about like where they bring in antiques, and it's like, well, it belonged to my grandfather and it hasn't worked since. Can you do anything with it? And they make it look brilliant you know mm-hmm. they really it, they are genuinely good on there but it's Claire always sits here it's like oh I'd love to just like do that you know like restoring 
like it'd be like restoring a teddy bear or a china mm. doll or something like that and then about two minutes into the process she goes oh could you be fucking bothered <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you've got a good point yeah um yeah, so that's everything I've seen, and we're now all up to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can now talk about this evening's amazing film. Um, yes. Yes, so thank you again, Joseph. This has been sitting on my shelf for three years now, and it's one of those, when it first came out, everyone went mental about it, so I bought it. And then I just completely forgot it was there. Mm. And it's just sat there for ages. Well, there I are a lot of things on the shelf. There are a lot of things yeah. on the shelf. So I hadn't gotten around to actually pulling it off the... Uh, <laughs> you oh walked into that, I'm sorry. Sake. Well, hopefully um, we didn't walk into it. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't got around to removing it from the shelf and putting it in the player, but I'm so glad we did today, because yeah. what an incredible film. Mm. This is another reason why we listen to our listeners, because yes. this know. is exceptionally good taste, because yes. this is good. Um, I know you were saying about like with Blair Witch and things. It, what it really reminded me of is, do you remember the last broadcast? Yes, I do. That was, which is around the time of the Blair Witch coming out, loads of people said, oh, they've ripped off this film, it's called The Last Broadcast. And The Last Broadcast is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about the search for the Jersey Devil, which is a genuine... A genuine sort of folklore tale from uh, America. Mm. Um, so, obviously, like Blair Witch, they make up a thing. Um, but, yeah, and so it's, what is it? It's it's three people who go out to, fil- to go out filming it, and one of them ends up in jail for the murder of the other two. Yeah, okay. Um, but they're going through, like, they find all their footage and they're going through mm. it. And it's a man, a, very similarly to Hell House, where it's a man doing a documentary about it. Because obviously with Blair Witch, is there's the sort of thing of, oh, this was the footage that was found. But in Blair Witch, they just show you the footage. There's no wraparound yeah, yeah. thing of, there's no, like, talking heads or people talking to camera saying, oh, yeah, they went out, you know full of beans that day or you know I remember they used to come in here and order poppers all the time you know none of that um, whereas like last broadcast is set up much more documentary style yeah, yeah. Okay. and I'm a sucker for a fake documentary yeah I really am and so yeah Hell House really ticked a lot of buttons for me it, mm-hmm. it ticks a lot of boxes it doesn't tick buttons do you no no, no. unless you're an idiot you push buttons and you undo buttons or do mm. buttons up. Um, yes. It's funny because it is so creepy, this. Yeah. Um, mm. And it makes you think. So, when, so one of the notes I wrote down was when they first start doing it all and they're like, right, we've got six weeks to do this and get it. I was like, oh my God, that'd be my dream job, just going into an abandoned house and turning it into a haunt. Yeah, by halfway through, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want to sleep there, though. No. Yeah. yeah. Although you know it's a dummy, it's if somebody puts that outside your room yeah. as a joke, you will piss yourself. Like, there's no yeah. there's no question about that. You know it's a dummy, you know it's not real, You've, but if it's somewhere you don't expect it to be, yeah. in the middle of the night, that is when game over. When you go over. walking in your sleep, yes. through the valley of dreams. And especially <laughs> you're working hard there, you're not getting... Lot of sleep. It's all getting a bit yeah. blurry. Like exactly. well, you're, you're basically deliberately making the place more creepy yeah. <laughs> as the process of work. Yeah. So it is actually getting worse. See, I wonder as well because we were saying about you know there was the one bit where we were saying about there's the conversation in the field where we think they were saying about that there's no money left yeah. so that's why the car- the guy who wanted to leave couldn't hmm. uh, because basically yeah there was nothing he could no one had it so I'm wondering is that why they're staying in the hotel as well uh, staying at the, ve- at oh, the place save yeah. money. because again there's no money in the pot so they couldn't go and get a motel or whatever like that yeah because there's no that is, that's never explained no they just say oh we're going to what the stay. secret yeah. is he says look there's something I need to tell you mm. Then the camera cuts, and then when it comes back, he says, "Well, I've got to stay now, haven't I? I've got no choice." Yeah. But yeah, it's never explained exactly what that conversation is. And then shortly after, there is the scene with Alex. It's the opening night, and he's talking to them, and he's not doing a very good job. And he normally yeah. does do a good job of presenting it all. Yeah. Or I mean, he shouts a lot, and you know, <laughs> a bit randy. But he he was seemed a bit off, as yeah. if something was wrong. And I just yeah, I wondered if there was something else happening to him. 
But yeah, I think it's sort of. Because I think he says, "Are you all right?" And then you see the the pickaxe. Yeah. And yeah, and then that all gets intentionally muffled. So yeah. You don't hear the conversation that follows mm. it. Um, Perhaps best left as a mystery. Yeah, yeah. I I just thought. I don't think that I don't think any of that reduces your enjoyment. Of yeah, the film. no, no, definitely not. Uh, it's know, just, just curiosity. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't believe what a good film this is on such a small budget. I think, I think, found footage is a fantastic way of making a film for very little money, mm. if you've got the right premise. And I think, as we were saying earlier, you know, when you said the only one you'd seen was Blair Witch. Yeah. Blair Witch spawned so many found footage films that were awful. Mm. There are so few out there that are genuinely good, which is why. I think this is this is sat on the shelf for three years because yeah. the only other one I'd heard of, I think, is it called Cloverfield? Yeah, was Cloverfield. That, that yeah, yeah. That, but that was a massive budget. Mm, okay, that's probably why I heard of it. Same with Blair Witch then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not many. Uh, majority of found footage stuff was straight to video, but then okay, that's pretty yeah. much any trend in horror. It's like yeah, you get one slasher at the cinema, but you get, you get eighty. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, stri- well, VOD. Or straight to vi- or straight to DVD. Yeah. When uh, now, th- so this was released on Shudder, was it? Yes, is that where it I believe it was a Shudder exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. So, so is that so Shudder is sort of like Netflix for horror. Yeah, then essentially, they're, yeah. they're trying to fund. Yeah, they they help publish more people. Yeah, and mm. I, I think weirdly enough, I mean certainly on the basis of this, I think they're obviously onto. Yeah, they're they well, they're obviously doing the right thing, but then I think I think again, it's one of those things where. If you are into your horror, which you kind of have to be if you set up Netflix for horror, yeah, um, you're kind of going to be well. That's I think we're onto a good thing there, or that's just a blatant rip off of this, and it's mm-hmm. shit. Or, or even I suppose it's just the thing of I met that director. He seemed really together. He showed me his show reel and everything else like that. Versus I met the guy. He was stunned. <laughs> didn't have any shoes on <laughs> he had some woman with him that he'd met that day and thought it was a good idea to bring her along um, yeah and so I don't think we're going to fund his uh, mini-series <laughs> um, yeah there were there so many bits about this that I liked I liked it didn't overdo the story so mm. like there wasn't too much going on sometimes with these type of films they just chuck too much in and like there's a supernatural happening every two minutes and although that would probably keep your attention if you're a short attention span millennial it doesn't help to build the um he's drawing lines here chris (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't help to build attention and it certainly doesn't um help the payoff because obviously Mm. the less you know the better it works yeah yeah Um, and that's why this worked perfectly. I just felt it's it walked that line so well of just it gave you enough of back enough backstory, but not too much that the the finale all made sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, it sort of comes together because you've seen that the stuff off the phone right near the start of it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's the clown guy running out, and that's uh, yeah. Sarah going up to the, the uh, control end, room yeah. and stuff like that, and. But I, the thing I was really because the I like the fact that it, there was camera footage because that weirdly enough, that's something that was always the problem with uh, found footage, mm. is that it was always what is your justification for keeping the camera going? Yeah, yeah. So a lot mm. of them go down the there's like the sacrament, which is great, which is basically like Jonestown mm. retold, but it's a crew from Vice. So they would always have the cameras running because yeah. they're filming yeah. a documentary. Mm. Yeah. You know, similarly with this, it's like, oh, we want a record of what we're doing. And another great found footage film, Borderland, The Borderlands. Again, they're documenting... Um, they're investigators from the Vatican um, documenting a possible miracle. Yeah. So again, it's like, well, you would have the cameras rolling all the yeah. time because it's part you of your. You want to get report. as much footage as you yeah. can. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, mm. But I think so. But like Cloverfield, that was always the big thing with Cloverfield. Weirdly enough, was just the number of people. Where it's like, right, at what point are you going to put the camera down? Yeah. Whereas now, 
I don't think that's so much of an issue because if you're going to use camera footage, you're not putting the fucking phone down because people do. Yeah, yeah, they do. You yeah. know, and you see it on the news where people have been involved in... In the craziest of things. Yeah, and like shootings or, yeah. you know, sort of accidents and things like that. And there will be people mm. filming. We had a really big... Uh, basically, at work the other day, we were sitting. I was sitting in customer services, uh, chatting to somebody in there, and there was a massive bang, and a cloud rolled past. When I went out and looked, it was a massive um, transit van had been coming up the road. I assume he was going too quickly and wasn't paying attention. An ambulance has come around the Ooh. oncoming traffic in front of him. He swerved to miss it and took out a lamp post, a traffic light, one of those big metal City of London bins. Um, yeah. And just smashed the whole thing to pieces. It took out, you know, shop windows all along the street where it all hit. Mm. Um, yeah, and I saw it happen. And by the time I'd got out of my car, out of my chair, mm. and got to the front door to see what had occurred, there were already people outside filming it on their phones. Mm. Yeah, like literally, as soon as he left the road, people just pulled their phones out and just started videoing it. It was unbelievable. But I do think that that could be something that found footage. Can take advantage of yeah is that now yeah, it's much more plausible it's much more plausible yeah. that people but you've also got the thing where the great thing is is that you technically can shoot a movie with an iphone yeah you know yeah, if some people have exactly good enough job so there. the cameras are quality enough yeah. so it doesn't feel stupid that yeah. it's constantly rolling but it's actually oh i can you know i can see shit yeah. it's not dimly lit or blurry or sort of video effect or anything like that. I liked that in this that the, so as you say, the initial bit of footage that you see is obviously supposed to be from a phone, phone camera yeah. mm. and it looked like a phone camera. Yeah. Yeah. It was too dark, the sound mm. was pants so you couldn't hear what was going on. Mm. It did look like something that someone shot on the phone rather than make, shooting it on a proper video and then trying to downgrade it. Yeah, um, yeah. it just, it, it, everything about this film, honestly, just worked for me. I just thought it was... Well, something I really liked was that it was claustrophobic because that really makes me feel tense. Yeah. Just that the very first bit of them going through, and I remember I had it when I first went on the Crooked House in Southend. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember it was, it felt so surreal. Obviously, that's the point, but just, and yeah, it's quite tight and it was being stuck up behind people yeah, and yeah. then there's people coming up the back as well and it's like oh I'm starting to get if we've got to do if something goes wrong here like yeah, that's it you're just stuck you, you know and so that, yeah from that point this whole thing but like, and, and what made me really think of that was at one point he hides under his sheets yeah um, mm. which seemed a little bit funny but it was it was a nice jump scare that was that I had exactly the same thing I was like I wouldn't hide under no. like, I might well <laughs> freak out and scream and try and climb out a window mm. I wouldn't hide under my but it worked perfectly for that yeah. slow mm. release of how that played and out and maybe at that point he has started to go a little bit but also, crazy yeah. but what I was just saying, I thought that in the Blair Witch which mm. is what I was comparing it to was they used that a lot they were in the tent mm. um, and yeah. so you used that sort of close up whereas aside from that it was in the forest which was a bit more open yeah. whereas in this it was all in a very enclosed space with yeah. occasional bits outside yeah. and the house had been specifically put together yeah. to make it a narrow walkway was the only way around yeah. so as you say you didn't have any big open rooms it was all like a corridor continuously mm. this is a weird statement but I could f I could smell the matte black paint and dry ice. Yeah. <laughs> when they went through that, when they first went through, and it was like, oh yeah, though it, it proper felt fair grounding. Which yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, is what. But I also just think that is such a brilliant premise mm. for a horror film. It's like, oh, well, we're going to set set it in a Halloween haunted house because. You know, you, weirdly enough, you can fill it with cheap crap because people would expect some plastic skulls or yeah. a dummy like hanging from. But like you say, you've been, you've specifically gone around and designed this place, so it's like right, we'll make a narrow corridor down there. Mm. Uh, you can't get through that bit. There's a strobe light, so you've basically built a scare machine, mm -hmm. and then genuinely have something horror in there. in there. And it's like that's you know that's really. Uh, just a brilliant concept especially because you know I like the realism of the fact where it was like are you what are you doing is he fucking about 
<laughs> you know, where they're just sort of like wandering around, sort of like, yeah, but I saw yeah. it. Yeah, but it's obviously him doing it because they run. That's what they do as a yeah. living. They run it. So you just thought they all would do pranks on each yeah, other. They like would yeah, they would be wind ups. Mm. They would be, um, yeah. you know, yeah. I did wonder what point is, if something like that started to happen. At what point do you go? Yeah. You know, how can we tell the difference between this and yeah. what would normally be happening? And also, just from a smarts point of view, the fact you've got that opening. That opening looked so good, where it was the news footage. Mm. But the news footage would be on a fairly good handheld camera. Yeah, and it's like as long as you've got as long as you've got the budget and the the marshalling of ex, of sort of supporting artists or extras or whatever of people milling around. But you've got guys in paramedics outfits with ambulances there you've got people yeah. dressed as police coming in you've got the tape across everywhere in essence there is nothing there to suggest anything different from just watching a piece of news footage yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because you've spent enough money in some in those sort of small in that sort of small amounts where you've just got right if we throw it if we throw enough money but you can hire a fireman outfit and get a guy to stand in it as long as he's not waving at the camera and saying hello mum you know <laughs> but I actually I have to say I think that the acting in this was really good I don't think there yeah. was, I don't mm. think there was anyone there wasn't anyone bad there wasn't anyone who sort of stood out poorly on such a low budget the mm. acting in this was staggering it yeah. was so good I so, really so good. I just really went with it yeah. I think I think also there's that tendency of like you say you feel too much in but I think it's also that tendency of trying to put too much dialogue in. Yeah. Whereas everything on here kind of felt like people who were doing a people job. People talking, yeah, yeah. you know, rather than a, someone written. You know, it, yeah. it just. But also, just the thing of they didn't have to go overboard and have like. Sort of like, right, the camera is constantly twitching like that and people are talking over people and. You know, oh, there's, you know, because if you wanted to do it real, it, you know, make it absolutely real, mm. it'd be yeah. like, oh yeah, there was 15 minutes where some prat was, like, trying to start a motorbike outside, yeah. <laughs> so we ain't got anything there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you have to sort of, you add a certain sense of yeah. uh, flair to it, as it were. <laughs> I was wondering the difference in producing something like this from sort of standard film because some of the shots were so long when they're running all the way through and there's loads of people coming this way and that yeah. way and it's like I wonder how like if that how different that is some, doing something like so that that must have been really hard to shoot yeah as you said mm. <clears throat> trying to get through that narrow corridor with a camera yeah. with everyone fighting to get in the opposite direction obviously they're going to give you a certain amount of leeway because they're aware that you're coming yeah. through the camera but still, as you say, and it, it, it totally helped with that claustrophobic. Mm. Like, it felt like a struggle getting the yeah. wrong way down that yeah. corridor when everyone was trying to escape. Yeah. Um, no, I think, because again, I think it is part of part of found footage is being, is having people, and which is great because no one's going to hire us after my stuttering <laughs> prick of an explanation as it goes on here. <laughs> but you have to be able to find people who can do long takes essentially yeah. mm. you know and everyone's got to be in on it you can't have one guy like picking his nails yeah. you know everyone's got to kind of be ready but you've also got to be right we're going into this room which is where we meet this person but this person's got to be doing that yeah. and as well as the sort of general conjuring tricks that you have to do with a horror film mm. of yeah, well, like that thing moved the head's or turning yeah. yeah so there must have been someone there to quickly mm. move that there as the camera turns over here it's like because they're still shooting yeah and you just go straight back to it yeah there's no cut so yeah there's probably quite a lot of action going on possibly more than you would normally need if you had a lot of cuts yeah yeah I, I really felt that helped though having the very long Mm. scenes yeah. made it feel absolutely natural because um, he would have been recording the whole time for them to you yeah, know, like you said for a documentary yeah yeah. if you're documenting your time unfortunately that means everything yeah, yeah. Mm. which and even the half naked uh, girlfriend well yeah. you know <laughs> yeah never give a pervo a camera yeah. if you've got a whole no, load I've... of people why did you give it to him? That moustache should have given him away. As a I, think, I think it might have been keeping his hand occupied, keeping out of his pockets. 
I don't mind him playing pocket billiards. It's when he chalks his cue. <laughs> um, I did note, make a note, actually, a mental note. Um, this film really reminded me quite a lot, but it did a better job than The Houses October Built. Have you seen The Houses no, October Built? No, I know you've mentioned it before, though. I quite enjoyed it. It was pretty good. It wasn't as good as this, mm-hmm. um, but it had a very similar feel. So the idea is they're a documentary team going round documenting haunted houses around Halloween obviously mm-hmm. and they're travelling around them all and they're trying to find the most extreme ones and there's a story that there's one that's kind of invite only but it's one of those you know like the Louis Theroux I think covered one you know the ones where like basically they do just kidnap you and beat the yeah. shit out of you basically yeah um, yeah and that's the idea of it yeah and they end up getting more than they bargained for ultimately and it's a fan footage one oh, um, so it reminded me quite a lot of that but what I liked about this as always because this one's got a supernatural element anything with supernatural element automatically wins over something that doesn't yeah because so, I was because I was wondering about that actually when it started I mean pretty much from the off you kind of get the impression it's a supernatural thing hmm. but just sort of like seeing the the um, like the sort of just the brief synopsis on IMDb or whatever like that yeah. you kind of you know there was a part of it that was like oh there is the distinct possibility that this might just be for want of a better expression a Scooby Doo yes where it turns out that everyone thinks it's a supernatural thing but actually it's just a killer yes mm. but actually no I think and I you know I, I mean just I like the I like the fact that Sun O turn up yeah <laughs> I thought that was just yeah. fun it was nice of them to put in the effort. You know, bless them. <laughs> um, yes, so in summary, uh, listeners, if you've not seen Hell House LLC, definitely go and check it out. It's yeah. fantastic. Uh, there is a second one as well. Apparently there's to be a third Ooh. as well. Ooh, see, I think now. the second one's called Abaddon Hotel. Uh, it is called the Abaddon Hotel. Yeah. Uh, so I will definitely, I don't know if it's a, prequel or what it is um, oh could well be yeah, but I will definitely be checking that out oh no it's been 8 years since the opening oh, night tragedy of Hell House LLC uh, and still may, many unanswered questions remain okay. thanks, to an, an, thanks to an anonymous tip uh, investigative journalist Jessica Fox is convinced the key evidence is hidden inside the abandoned Abaddon Hotel evidence that will shed light on the hotel's mysteries she assembles a team equally hungry for answers with one girl break into the hotel and discover the truth yeah I'm totally watching that yeah mm. after this I'm definitely yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm impressed that you managed to say abandoned Abaddon I'm, I, was, I, I enjoyed yeah, myself go, as yeah. I was there yeah to be honest <laughs> because um, they do obviously mention it in there but I had to look Abaddon up because it was like I know that is an actual demon demon, demon yeah. who uh, who stands guard at the gates of hell yeah so it's the Hebrew term Abaddon and it's Greek equivalent Apollyon appear in the Bible as both a place of destruction and an angel of the abyss in the Hebrew Bible Abaddon is used with reference to a bottomless pit often appearing alongside the place and that is well weird writing mm-hmm. meaning the realm of the dead yeah, I don't know what that is because that looks like it's in Cyrillic, possibly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's a big battleship in Evil Nine. It is a big what, battleship Abaddon? in Evil Nine. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, never flown one. Uh, tier two battleship uh, for the Amar Empire. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they are pretty sexy. <laughs> um, big lasers. Massive lasers. Um, Safe as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Safe for spaceships. <laughs> um, so I believe we have a hashtag ask oh, yes. welcome to horror question. Yes. If you would like to bring it to the table, Adam. Oh, one last thing. Yes. GoPro vomit cam. Yes. That was a first in this, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Hashtag ask welcome to horror. Is there a movie that's made you change something that you do? or avoid something in so much as the example that they gave was like you saw Jaws and never wanted to go swimming in the sea again yes so yeah I've had slightly longer to think about it so I'm happy to go first I think you should should. with me it's the descent yep and I will not drive behind any truck 
with fucking scaffolding poles on it. <laughs> Screw that for a because that's not even the that's not even the horror. That's like the first two minutes of the descent. I have the same thing because of the omen. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah, no, big yeah. truck with shit on it. I'm not going. Yeah, that. no, I'm not standing behind that. Plate glass bollocks. <laughs> um. I was going to go with a simple one, but it did change. I didn't stick with it forever. But after watching the birds when I was very young, yeah, I was terrified of going outside for a while. But it didn't really change my behaviour long term. It just I was trying to think of films yeah. that actually affected me afterwards. You know, so I'm, yeah, I really was worried then that it was going to be. And, <laughs> and the film is uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it warned me off uh, amphetamine abuse, but I just went straight back on. <laughs> Uh, so I have two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One actually is this evening's film, which, as I say, I did make the note of. I so want to work in a haunted house, mm-hmm. uh, and I've now scratched that, <laughs> and I never want to work in a haunted house. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, the other one is uh, yeah. If someone bangs on the door and says there's been an accident, can we use your phone? Fuck yeah. Yeah, they can jog right on. Yeah. I don't care if somebody's dying. I'm yeah. not letting you in. I might get bummed. Yeah. So that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Wait, which film's that? Clockwork Orange. Uh, no one gets bummed, okay. but Lee will be. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he likes bumps, <laughs> as we've established in the opening <laughs> in the opening statements. Um, yeah, so, no. It, if there's an accident yeah. or someone outside on fire, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a shame. But uh, Well, if someone's tough. outside on fire, they can fuck off, they ain't coming in. Well, to I be might fair, take I'm, them a blanket, but they're I've not got coming a in. I've pipe in the front garden. Yeah. They could just, you know, they'd be fine. Well, they probably prefer that over coming in anyway. Um, no, yeah. I'm, I'm much the same. I think, I, to be honest, I think I've just got um, Charlie Brooker calls it Alfred Hitchcock brain, where I just look at anything and it's like, right, how can that go wrong and kill me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like they were fit. They were fit. This is something that I think is something maybe a film we should maybe watch in the future because I haven't seen it probably since it came out. Yeah. Uh, Final Destination. Yes. Which I think is basically just a. That's just a set of things that like you shouldn't you know it's sort of like oh what what could go wrong here this is a perfectly i've just got you know i've just got a, a an eight-way splitter plug in a four-way splitter plug <laughs> in a two-way around the back of the telly uh i'm just putting this i've plugged the fan in and i just need it next to the bath <laughs> so what so could go wrong they, here they all die in it, different it, in final destination basically the premise is they don't die in a plane crash, but they oh, should have done. Right. Okay. So, so I'm not, see, I'm not, again, yeah. seeing the cover, I knew there was an aeroplane in it somehow. Yeah. Okay. And so, so somehow they avoided that. So death right. still wants so, them. They they should have died. Mm. So that reminds it, me of Terry Pratchett because death yes. is trying to chase people to yeah. make sure they die. Yeah. In a timely way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very yeah. And so it, but it, because once they realise what's happening. They're obviously mm. trying to prevent it, so it gets to the point of Plus like you've got to keep you know, looking out for everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a really empty room. What can happen <laughs> yeah. here? And then you know, like the floor opens up, and <laughs> so. Mm. But yeah, so I do think that. Uh, yeah, I think I've got. That's how my brain works, anyway. But yeah, the descent for me, fuck that. I ain't no scaffolding, especially because they have it loose. Yeah, they have yeah. it loose with an open back. What's wrong bad. with you? Yeah. And the problem I always have is, is it's I... builders and their scum. I was well, that... <laughs> no, it's not uh, actually... how many edits have we got on this one? Genuinely, yeah. not that far from what I was about to say, which was, yeah, that generally they seem to be the worst drivers on the road, a scaffolding truck drivers. And I think it's because nobody wants to drive that truck. So when they've got someone who's 18 years old and only just passed his <laughs> test, and he's happy to drive it, they go, yeah, bollocks, just let Steve drive it. Like, yeah. I know he's only had his licence four months, but he's happy to drive it, so yeah. we'll just let him drive it. But like, Steve's never months. learned knots, has he? No. Nothing no, on there is secured. And he's got so much monster energy drink coursing through his veins, he don't yeah. care. Yeah. Um, so I've got a phobia of um, fuck bungees. Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> a phobia of yeah I unclipped a bungee once and it flipped around and won't straighten my eye oh, <laughs> oh man you're lucky you have an eye I was it all went black and Jesus. Yeah, I had a hole somewhere up there that's that's affected me for yeah, I, yeah it would I remember MTV's Ray Cokes in the 90s um, yeah being on one day and saying they had to put loads of makeup on because he'd done exactly the same mm. thing he'd unclipped it from his motorbike and it had flown round and hooked in under mm. his jaw um, yeah on a windy day, I always remember a lower low. You know, when Renee from a lower low got a 
uh, plank went through the front during like it was oh, the yes, hurricanes do, yes. back in the like back in the eighties, mm. and uh, yeah, a plank of wood went through the front of his car, and he was like hospitalised with a coma and like, potential brain damage for ages. And then the following series of a low, a low, he just had a really obvious dent in his head. Yes, you yeah. know where it was like, ooh. Yeah. So yeah, on a, on a windy day, I just think of a low, a low. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so to close out, thanks very much again, uh, Joseph, for sending us this yeah. suggestion. Yep. Uh, thank you, Philip, for sending us next week's, yep. oh, next fortnight's episode, which will be uh, Dead of Night. Yep. Uh, and watch then, it. Yep, definitely go and watch it. Um, and and then if you've listened to this fire. without watching Hell House LLC, go and watch it, because I don't think we've spoiled much. Actually. No, I don't think we have at we've all. We've just sat there and gushed. Yes. <laughs> And, and quite rightly so, it's a fantastic mm. film. Uh, and it, I think this is one of the first... Oh, no, it isn't. I was going to say, it's one of the first films for a long time that we've all sat together and watched for the first yes. time. Yes. Because yes. none of us had seen this before. No. So, no. excellent. So, yeah, fantastic. Right, thanks very much for listening. Don't forget to send in your hashtag Ask Welcome to Horror Questions, uh, and we will answer them as soon as possible. Thanks very much. We'll see you in a fortnight. Night. Bye. Bye. I'm still waving at it. That's alright. As long as you're not drowning. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs>